With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. A word from our sponsor, Von Seger Designs is a small Nebraska custom woodworking business making hand-burned customized wood pieces to be a statement in any room. Working with clients every step of the way, from hand-selecting the wood to customizing the design Von Segrin Designs, makes the process as smooth as possible. Specializing in items from themed bar carts and tables to cutting boards and signs so that you can show your team pride all year round. Show your Husker support in a unique and functional way. When you work with Von Segrin Designs, you support small businesses throughout the region. Allow Von Segrin Design to create a custom, fresh, hand-burned piece wood for your home or business. You can link up with them at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-D-N-E-S-I-1 and at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore designs. So check them out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Uh, go Big Red, and uh, let's start the podcast. For joining us, everybody, uh, we've got Zach here, joined by Fitz. Fitz, how are you tonight? I am doing all right. A little, a uh, little rushed, a little harried, but uh, doing okay. Glad to, glad to be here. This is always kind of a highlight of the week for me. I know it's, uh, it's, it's pretty great. We get to record two days in a row, once on the radio yesterday, and here we are with our fabulous guest, uh, joined by Omaha's very own, Omaha West Side's very own, I should say, Kobe Bretts. Kobe, how are you? How are you doing tonight, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me tonight, man. Yeah, no, we are glad to have you. Um, you know, we were, we've we've had quite a few guests on here, um, but I think we've only had one other guy from Omaha, and I no two, uh, Isaiah Harris, and then we had uh, Brody Belt on here. So it's always kind of nice to show the local guys some love and get you guys out there for everyone to talk about, right? Appreciate that, for sure. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, and we're hitting the uh, we're hitting the DB group now too. So there, uh, we got to get all those guys in here. We have this. We have this fascination with the special teams, so we've got to make sure that every 
all the other positions uh, get our love, right? Yeah. He'll get some interesting podcasts out of the DB group. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's kind of what we, what we expect because that group is so deep. There's so many different personalities. It seems yeah. like in that room, I mean, you're a member of that room and I honestly think a pretty prominent one in Nebraska's future. What's that room like? I mean, there's, there's dudes all over the place and extremely talented. Dude, I mean, like not being biased or anything. Like I really truly think that's one of the best rooms to be in on Nebraska. I mean, you got Travis Fisher in there. That's a dude that has experience as a player, 10 years in the NFL, went through all that college stuff. So he relates to us like really well, but like, Besides that, just all the other kids and all the personalities in that room, like, it's hard to have a bad day in there and hard not to be entertained. Like, really feels like a brotherhood in there. So I really like being in that room. So just based on on that, that really kind of goes to you visited. So when you were on your official, it was a Friday, if I recall, and then you called and committed on Sunday. I mean, it was a quick it was a quick one for you, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. So, like, actually, I didn't get any officials because we had that COVID. Oh, that's right. That's right. I actually didn't take any visits up here. But, um, yeah, Frost. So, I was talking to them for a while. And then uh, Frost called me and was like, I mean, if you really want to come to Nebraska, like, we have a scholarship for you. And I was, like, pretty much committed on the spot right there. Just knew I wanted to go there. So you had done some unofficials just with your proximity to, to Lincoln and things like that, or was it just from just being here, you kind of, you didn't have to go through, I mean, and I know it's hard, it was a lot harder. Uh, was, was there some zoom things? Was it more just remotely that you were able to, or was it just like, Hey, I know, I know what I need to know. I've been around Nebraska all my life. Uh, let's, let's just do this thing. I mean, like, I really don't know what would have happened if I did get that opportunity to, go look at other campuses and everything. So I guess it kind of just having an already like being from Omaha and knowing what Nebraska is about, like really did help with my decision. So I can't really say what would happen if I did have officials or anything, but yeah, I guess I just picked that because that's what was familiar to me. Close to sure. Well, so. selfish, selfishly, and I think I can speak for Husker Nation, we're, we're glad it worked out this way, so... <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, you had some pretty good offers, you know, Kansas State, Buffalo, different things like that. And, you know, with with being a local guy and then going to the coast or different things, like that, that's got to be tough. I mean, yeah. Buffalo was something you're not familiar with. Who the hell, if he knows anybody out there, you know what I mean? That's that's a big move. You've never even stepped foot on campus. That's got to be pretty tough to be put in that situation to make that decision. I, I feel bad for all the 2020 athletes that had to go through that. We had a couple guys from the coast that it was it was a pretty hard transition for them coming here to Nebraska. So I could just imagine if their roles were reversed. Oh yeah, I mean if let's you're going to from a giant city like New York, New Jersey, anything like that to Lincoln. I mean that's 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 tough. There's there's not a whole lot to do. I mean weather maybe kind of similar sometimes, but there's just not a ton to do um, in Lincoln. You know, depending on the time of the year. Um, but one person you brought up was Travis Fisher. And I personally think he's like a top 10 DB coach in the country. I honestly think with, with his um, experience in the league and different things like that, he's really been able to help a lot of guys evolve their game. Um, what, what do you think uh, Travis Fisher has helped you with most so far while you've been on campus? Like really just being like that, like, uh, 
a coach that's there for his athletes. It's not so much about football at the end of the day. Like we're young kids, 18, 19 year old kids, like coming to play college football. Like a lot of us, like not me necessarily, but a lot of us are coming from like other places besides Nebraska and everything. So I think like fish being from Florida, like he, he's really there for other people. Like with me, I know I've been down a couple of times and like, He's going to be one of the first people I called. Like, he, like, he's been through that experience, too, so he knows exactly where we're going through. And, like, I guess that's really what helps me being able to, like, trust him more and just, like, develop more as a player. So, yeah. Yeah, it seems like he doesn't – you know, he, it seems like he not only builds that relationship with you guys as athletes on the field, but, you know, that the father figure off the field as well. It seems like – it, that's one of the uh, strengths of the staff in general is they, they build those tight relationships with you guys to, I don't want to say build that family tight, but, but, you know, kind of build that tight family knit, you know, group together. That's important to him. Like he's inviting us over for Thanksgiving and all these holidays and stuff to make sure we're included and stuff like that. So yeah. You've I think a, that's huge. Yeah. That's, that's real big. That family dynamic and kind of, you you talked about the the closeness of the DB room. You've got a a father figure, a mentor, a coach in in, in Coach Fisher. How does that kind of then impact the day to day? So you know, at the end of the day, you want to play. The guy next to you wants to play. You've created this. Does that help push you guys even more? Does that competition? based on respect and, and what's going to be best for the football team really drive everyone. Is that, have you been able to see that in the room? Yeah, definitely. Like with like the older guys, like the older guys know, especially in the DV room, like no job is safe in there, but they're not going to be like stingy and go against you and like not help you out. Like miles farmer still going to help me out. Like he's still going to help me out. That's just because he's a bigger person. And like, everybody wants what's best for the team. Like we've seen the results that we've been getting recently. And like, we know like it just hasn't been working. So like, we just want to do what's best for the team like right now. So if that means like you got to sacrifice like playing time or like helping somebody else out, that's just got to be your role. So I think we're like all learning to understand that this year. Is that, is that kind of wrapped up then and in this poll? And this is a, of, of a bigger spectrum of a, of a question, I guess, if, the, if your room is like that, are you seeing that in the other rooms with you, with kind of the old, excuse me, overall culture shift for the team? Because we've, we've heard that a lot in interviews. We've, you know, coaches, players, former players that are seeing it, you know, and we can, we always, we always go back to the, to the three and nine, right? And you guys were the best three and nine team in the history of football, but that doesn't mean anything to you guys. Yeah. Are you seeing it room by room, take that same mindset, that same attitude that, you know what, I'm going to do the best I can. And if that means I'm behind somebody that's doing better than I am and I know how good I am, that means that this whole group's going to be really damn good. Yeah. That's, well, yeah. I would say I see that a lot in the receiver room right now, seeing a lot of new faces coming in. Like I was a little hesitant to see like how that would all mix in with the new dynamic, but it brings a lot of energy in and it, it's really makes me really excited to go into the season, but like, yeah, you really see in the receiver room, like we have, I don't know how many receivers we could have that play at any moment on that field. So 
I think, yeah, I could really see them also taking that role. There's that some, was, uh, I was just going to say, there's some dudes in that room. Yeah. One or two, I would say. <laughs> With the, uh, with the new guys that have came in, that was going to be one of my big questions. And I think we've asked just about every player just to kind of see how their gauge on everything. But with the infusion of the new coaches and new talent and, you know, players and on the, on the team and everything, have you guys noticed a kind of revitalized feeling or a renewed energy to the team? I mean, yeah, just from being here, like from last year to now, like I'm still a young guy, but like it, it's been a big difference. I've really been able to notice that like, there's a lot more energy in there and like a lot more people are just stepping up and being more vocal and making sure that like we all want to accomplish our goal and just not be like another step short and stuff like that. And just like also with like having the coaches and everything with like Whipple in there, like with his like kind of like offensive like background and everything, like, we're changing all of our rules in the defensive room. Like he's helping us out too, like exposing our defense. So that's really, that's like really exciting to see. Yeah. With Whipple pretty much being in coaching since, I don't know, before the dinosaurs were around. Um, <laughs> he's seen everything that there is to see out there, which helps Chenander get better, which helps you guys all get better as well. Um, with the offense being brand new and everything like that, have you noticed, like, during camp, the offense, I guess, was slow in the beginning? The defense was kind of getting the better of them, but now kind of evening out as, as we kind of uh, left spring. There we go, if I could talk. Yeah. I was like, yeah, once offense – once that offense started, like, getting rolling and they started getting comfortable with that playbook, you really started, like, see them all click and just that. you really just starting to use those uh, – those uh, – superstars we got on the team i guess so it's exciting where, where do you see yourself kind of slotting in on the defense it's kind of sounds like we're start, we're hearing about and we'll see in in the game uh, maybe a little bit of a shift in in the system that's going to be played uh, maybe a little bit of a 425 not to not to throw out all the secrets but are you are you straight cornerback are you doing some cross training with uh, different positions, anything like that? They uh, are defensive backs this year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I was waiting got, for that, Zach. I know that's your, your go-to now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're all learning, like, in the DV room, we're learning corner safety, both of the roles. But, like, mainly I'm just doing uh, safety, both the safety roles, I guess, yeah. Because you like to come up and hit. Yeah. <laughs> after watching his film from uh i pulled up his west side film and it had his highlights and everything like that and just god i would hate to be an 18 year old kid that was going across the middle and just get smoked because <laughs> my quarterback left me out to dry because he he lays the wood and he closes quickly so uh <laughs> good luck with that one fitz can i throw you a ball you know try to go see if you can catch this it over kobe this is what you're setting up, right? No, you're not going to, yeah. you're not going to set me up to catch it over him. Cause we know that's not going to happen. What you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to put it a little bit behind me. So not yeah. only am I going to have to slow down a little bit, but then I'm going to turn back to try to not, I don't know what's going to happen. And then you're just going to wait for me to get lit up. So well, the I'm best just, thing is you think that'd be on purpose that I threw it behind you. Maybe I'm just hey, a terrible quarterback. <laughs> I've got, I've got one move. I've got one move that I got to go to and it might, and that's just flat catch, turn, run back towards the offense. 
and get behind the lineman again. But that's all that's all that's all I've got. So um, kind of going back to the high school, though, since Zach brought it up, just for you, you know, you're you're playing a little bit, you know, in the box, you're athletic enough in high school to kind of and have the range that you can you can sneak up a little bit and play in the boxes to safety you can you can cover. What do you think that was like for teams that you were going against? Uh, and obviously your junior year uh, championship runner up senior year, correct. You guys won, won the, won the uh, championship, but for you and I mean, taggy, you know, essentially coming down on guys at the same time or chasing guys down. Is that, was it, did it just kind of start to, I don't want to put words in your mouth and say it was kind of easy, but were you finding that with the two of you out there that it, it did come pretty quickly and, and, and easy at moments in high school? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And how not how probably unfair it was for the teams that you had to play against. I mean, you look at that West Side team, dude. We were stacked. We had Vontae Dickerson, Cole Payton, Kate Haberman, and then yeah, Grant Taggy. So yeah, I mean, definitely made it easier out there. Do you do you hit? And I think we have what are we up to seven or eight listeners here, Zach? So I mean, this is a this is a safe space. Do, are, do you hit harder than Grant? Grant, I hit harder than, yeah, I hit harder than Taggy. See, if you could just say that again, we just want to make sure. What is that then? You said that you do what? I hit harder than Grant Taggy. Okay, that'll probably be the title of the of the <laughs> podcast. We just had to make sure we get that. You just really got to set them up, don't you, Fitz? I, I, I do, I do. Um, kind of staying on the on the high school. So you played you played football for the for junior Jays, right? Like kind of club football in a way. Is that correct? Junior Warriors. Junior Warriors. Sorry, my that's that that is a huge slip. That's that's <laughs> I'm gonna probably get fired for that. So my apologies. Probably, but Warriors. Okay. But but you were a gymnast, and then for your first two years of high school, you were and you were a state championship diver. How does how did that transition kind of go for you? Where you just decided, you know what, I've got to put all this into football. And did any of those skills from um, gymnastics and and diving? You know, whether it's just flexibility, agility, core, strength, stuff like that. Did Is that something that's helped you and, and given you an edge? So, yeah, growing up, I, I started doing gymnastics when I was like in kindergarten. Then I started playing football and diving in like third grade. But I used to take diving like super serious up until like high school. Like I always loved football, but like diving was like the thing I was going to do. Like I was like a national diver and everything. Like I was trying to training for the Olympic trials and everything like that. But I guess I just got burnt out of it once I got in high school. And it just, like, really started to click in my head, like, what did I wanted to do in college. Because, like, in diving, they don't really, like, give out the biggest scholarships, really. And it's more, like, academic money. And I'm not really the best academic guy. So I was just like, I mean, there's more money in football. And, like, I was like – I have a shot, so, like, why not just see how far I can go with it? So that really helped me choose uh, to play football. And then, like, just diving and doing all that growing up, like, core strength really helped me a lot, just a lot of body control. And I would really say, like, the mental part, because, like, diving, like, you're all alone. Like, it's really just, like, it's really, like, you against everybody else. Just when like, you said you were an all-American uh, diver, correct? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're going against probably the top of the top anyway. So, I mean, you've already been on the mountaintop. So, 
I mean, football playing in high school against kids that let's be honest, you're probably way better than it. it that makes that a lot easier, right? That's an easier transition for you. It was. So what's your, uh, you show up to the uh, sunset pool down by West side. What, uh, what are you doing off the board and just putting the rest of the kids to shame? Uh, probably like my warm up, like having even <laughs> so pool type dive is probably a warm up, double backflip, back a double backflip. Yeah, I'll warm up with that. <laughs> I fell off a diving board once. <laughs> not as athletic as I can get. Now, because he's not here, we're gonna just say, and I don't know if you know what this is, Kobe, but Drake, I can imagine trying to pull the triple Lindy. Oh yeah, from from back to school, Rodney Rodney Dangerfield. I'm not saying Drake's Rodney Dangerfield, but um, well, he doesn't he, get much he respect. Gets no either. respect, so yeah. Yep. No. There you go. <laughs> well, I will say, Kobe. Uh, so I, I listen to Damon Benning all the time, and he talks very highly of you. Um, you know, just watching you on the field. I said nothing but great things to say about you, and and you know, I think that's really followed to Nebraska um, with a brand new staff and different things like that. And Bill Bush being the special teams coach, have you found yourself getting more opportunities on the special teams as far as getting more reps and different things like that, as opposed, or in, as well as the defense? Yeah. So yeah, last year, obviously didn't go my way. I was like, going to start playing special teams and that, and then ended up getting hurt uh, my knee mm-hmm. and then, uh, so, like, ever since then, like, yeah, I'll be talking to Bush, and, like, he really, really wants me to get me – start getting on the field and everything. So, like, that's why just this camp's going to be, like, really important for me and just, like, just go in there and not look back, really. Can't be, like, scared of failing or none. Just got to go. Yeah, I think it's that's the best part about it is everybody gets a clean slate that, you know, special teams seems like it's everyone that's played special teams knows it's an attitude thing. If you've got great special teams, most likely your offense is good and your defense is good because your special teams is stacked full of guys. 100%. And, you know, Ernest Houseman was, was a guest that we've had on uh, previously. And oh. he, he just mentioned just how much special teams seems like it means. And, and I feel like that kind of goes back to that energy thing that we were talking about earlier just with the new coaches, the new guys, you know, you have a new renewed energy. Um, Do you think that that's going to be something that we're going to be able to see immediately over in Ireland is just the guys getting out there, just going crazy and just enjoying beating Northwestern? I mean, it should be. I mean, like, I mean, we're going to Ireland to play football. I don't know, like, what else can feel you, man? Like, so, like, I mean, hopefully these guys come out and, just come out strong and show like these people like really what we've been working on about like all this off season and everything. Cause I feel like a lot of people really don't know how much like work we've actually been putting in behind these closed doors. So, yeah, I think, I think we should be. I think that's part of the problem though, is people think they know what's going on because they're judging based off film from last year that most of the time they don't know what they're looking at anyway. Um, they're, they're judging it on that and, you know, it's a brand new year later and everyone says that it's never been done. The record's never been flipped. Well, also the transfer portal has never been like it is now. You know what I mean? It, it's how, how do you, you know, you being a college athlete, how do you view the transfer portal? Do you view it as something that is awesome for the athletes to be able to have, or do you think there should be some restrictions on it? 
Uh, me personally, I think that should really depends what kind of situation you're on. Like, I mean, I understand like some kids like they're 18, they make a big decision in their life. It doesn't really work out. So like they could just hop in the transfer portal and end up going somewhere else. But like, there's also other people that are just like abusing it. I feel like, like more like I'm not getting playing time. So I'm going to take the easy way out, which is like, doesn't really make sense to me because like, if you're not going to play somewhere that you're at right now, what makes you think you're just going to hop into another program and play right away. So well, um, exactly. I guess it just depends your situation. Yeah, and for the record, I'm I'm good with being able to transfer whenever I, I could give give a damn less. Hey, it's oh. your life, you know. We were all 18, and if you made me make a decision at 18 that's going to affect the next four years of my life, exactly. oh, I would have transferred a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just just a lot to put on a kid. But um, you know, just, just wanted to go back to your kind of recruitment, different things like that since it was during the 2020 COVID season, did you, I can't remember, was your actual football season canceled at Westside? No, we didn't. Okay. I was going to say, cause I remember, I thought there were some teams that had it canceled. Um, kind of going through that and going through the weirdness that was that, do you think that that's helped you at Nebraska with, you know, having the setbacks during your, your red shirt year? Do you think that's kind of helped you? Cause you've already had to deal with adversity. Yeah. Do you think it's kind of helping you deal with it now? I mean, yeah, especially coming in freshman year, like I was young, busting my knee, lonely for the first time, like didn't have my mom, didn't have my dad really. So that's when I guess like Fish really helped me out the most and he was just there for me a lot. So I think, yeah, like just going through that, like my first year, I hope, I think it helped like mature me a lot more and just my one year of college, like not even playing football or anything just besides that. It's just a, like a life aspect. Like I think that's helped me grow a lot in just a year. Well, Brewing Chancellor Brewington, when he was on, he talked about that as well. Like, I mean, that guy's kind of had a little bit of a rough road as well. And season yeah. got canceled for his school. And then he comes up and it's just an injury here and an injury there. And he just kind of talked about figuring out it's going to go one of two ways. It's either you're going to do it or you're not. And it's, you know, and you kind of just said the same thing. You just got to figure out, you know, you've got support. You just can't, you, you don't want to quit. You, you've you worked too hard and you just got to kind of see it through. So that's the, that's the part. And, and you guys, you can attest to this and, and say it better than I can, but the fans, they're not, they're not seeing that or they don't want to see that, you know, it's like, oh, he's not out there. He's not doing this or that. It's like, well, you know, as much as whether it's going through the COVID season or losing a season, then you 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 work so hard and then, you know, a knee here, an ankle, you know, whatever it might be. And now you're 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 pushed back six, nine, 12 months, and then you've got to get your strength back. You gotta get your speed back and all of that. There's a lot of time. Is there do you guys have some resources? Do you have as teammates? Is it is it family is it faith is it the school you know what is it that allows you know you guys as division one athletes to just kind of hold strong and and work through it so like for me it, it kind of took me a little longer to figure that out I guess because when I was going through that like I didn't like I was just angry and mad because I was like man like I'm trying to play football right now like and this just happened to me and like 
So, like, I, I, I didn't even want to be around the stadium. So, like, for a good month, I probably didn't even go around the stadium or anything. But, like, I was, like, really, like, started to notice, like, that's not making me feel any better. If anything, it was kind of making me feel worse. So, like, I would still go up to rehab and everything up there with, like, the trainers, but I wouldn't talk to, like, any of the coaches or the players or anything. But, like, then once I started to get over that, I started to, like, notice, like, how much I'm actually missing because life life is still going on, man. Like, nobody's going to, like, sit there and just pat you in the back, really, all the time. How bad it sounds. So, like, you just got to you just gotta get over that. And then, like, just being around all those other guys, like all the other DBs, they really picked me up and everything. So, like, yeah, I would say just being around the team really pushes you more because I think, like, you're going through something like that. That's the – that's the last time you want to be by yourself. Really. So I got a question for you. This is kind of an either or question. So would you rather the first play in Ireland, you're the you're screaming down the field and you light the guy up and, you know, that opens the game up on a kickoff return. So you just light him up. Crowd goes crazy. Would you rather have that or during the Ireland game, first pass that they throw comes across the middle, Kobe Brett's interception. Which one? Uh, I think a pick. pick? I, need, I need I need the ball. Yeah. I, I feel that I was going to say, uh, I do remember watching your film and uh, watching you just run past DBs on the field too. So he, you definitely got the speed to take that back to the house, right? Yeah, I do. All right. Well, we're going to hold you to that because if it hits the hands and you want to take it to the house, we may have to shame you a little bit. Yeah. Do you guys, uh, do you have a tendency? And I'm sure, I don't know if it gets, if it gets, uh, probably stopped at some point in time or maybe it's coached right now you know you're 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 practicing and you catch a ball uh on your own 10 are you coached to to run the 90 yards and take it to the house or do you guys and just go and do Pete did he do they get sick of it or do you just is it just kind of like hey this is what we're going to do because this is what's going to happen you got to go get that touchdown you got to finish the play you got to finish the play I mean, that's what they, that's what they do at the combine. They, you know, run through the goal line. If you you get that pick run through the goal line. I mean, I think that's what you want your DBs to do is score every time. Right. Yeah. I think, it, I think they're wrong about the misconception. DBs have great hands, not just wide receivers that can't catch. That's what they used to say all the time. I think I'm a receiver playing DB. That's how I think about it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what we want back there. I was going to say, you, you know, you've had such experienced guys on the field with, with Williams in front of you and different things like that. What was it like having a 50 year senior out there on the field? What just to watch and learn from, was that kind of an experience that you feel like really put you ahead, gave you a little bit of a cheat code, if you will, because he's seen so much. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better senior class than last year with Cam, Taylor Britt in there, Deontay and Markel. Like, like the first day I got there, like I would say like Markel was already helping me. Like, so that helped me a lot. Like, he kind of took me under his wing, like, taught me, just taught me the way, really, and, like, really taught me how to, like, practice like a college player. Like, it's ain't high school anymore. We ain't just running around. It's technique now. So, like, yeah, he really – he helped me a lot. So, and that's for a better teacher, really. Yeah, the, I mean, between Fisher and, and like you said, the, the seniors that you had on, on that side of the ball, that was – that was an interesting mix that I don't think we'll get to see for a while because you had so many talented guys like 
Jojo, who had overcome quite a few injuries and different things like that. Williams, who had overcome injuries. Um, and, you know, even on the offensive side of the ball, you got a guy like Cam there. Yeah. Having, a, having uh, you know, a coach that's put so many guys in the league in Fisher, this will be my last question about, about Fisher. Um, you know, with having a guy that's put so many DBs in the league, is that something that you say, I, 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 I trust him even more because his track record shows it? Exactly. Like, he's like, you want to go to the NFL? Like, that's the dude. Like, you have all your resources in him. Like, if, like, I think at that point, like, I don't know how you can't trust him. Like, he's seen it all, seen it all. So, yeah, I trust him a lot. Yeah, he's done it all. He's seen it all. Um, I just got one more question from you, and I'm going to put you on the spot on this one. Um, Your three favorite songs that you got right now playing. Three. Three favorite songs right now. Uh, I had to put you on the spot with this. Yeah, or if it's easier, your three artists. All right, my three artists, I'll do that. Uh, NBA Young Boy, uh, Lil Baby, and Lil Dirk. Fitz, do you know who any of those are? I was waiting for you. I was just going to interrupt and say he's going to ask me if I know who any of those are. Yeah, they're, music, they're musical artists. I don't understand the question. It's, it's not a difficult. legitimate question. I just didn't think that you... Um, kept up on uh, music they're musicians they're artists i mean they are artists that's that's correct fitz i'm I'm proud of you (laughs) well fitz do you have anything else for our guest kobe tonight i i I really don't i just you know there's so i i I guess i do with the kind of putting it all together here you talked about um different position groups and in the transfer portal and one of those groups that we've seen some guys come in and they're they're playing up in front of you is the d line is there a, for you, is there a noticeable change in um, the level? I don't know, not necessarily level of play, but kind of the body type, those guys coming in, they've got some experience. So you're maybe replacing a, a freshman or sophomore who transfers out with now a junior or a senior or a, a graduate, uh, you know, transfer. Is that, is that exciting for you guys? Are you, are you seeing something that maybe look like before it could be a an area of concern to now where it's flipped and it's it could be a strength with I mean and now if you look at it I mean you've got a stronger D line hopefully the linebacker core is is just hard nosed and, and and tough and then you guys have like you said probably the one of the best rooms on the team what's that D line room what's that D line room look like to you um what it, grown ass man yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, I think so. I would say like last year we were kind of shorthanded. Like you can't have those big boys in so many plays. Uh, so I think we got a little more depth there, but I think it's gonna be really important. They're probably gonna have one of the most important jobs this year because like it's gonna help everybody on the back end. Like because those safeties got those run gaps and everything. So like. Gonna really need them like opening those up, forcing balls up in the air just to get more turnovers. Cause like we're gonna need more of those to win too. So I mean, right now I wouldn't I haven't really like seen that much in the D line room, like improvement wise. Like I guess I just haven't really watched them that much. So like hopefully they're looking good in fall camp. Yeah, with as complex as the defense is, you know, I've heard some of the 
uh, coaching philosophies from from Chenander. And it's a it's a pretty complex defense that you guys have to learn yep. and your checks and your calls and different things like that on strength. So um, kudos for you guys for being able to learn that because it's it's not easy and to trust your eyes and, you know, to be able to do it for as long as you guys do. It's really impressive the, the what you guys do and the work that you guys do. Um, I guess just my last question for you is what do you have to say to Husker Nation? What what should they expect from Kobe Bretts this year? Um, go out there, be a dog for you guys, man. Try to bring back what we used to be, you know. We're going to get this thing back on track and everything like that. So we're excited and hope you guys come out and support us this year. Yep, uh, you know, short, simple to the point. And, you know, you you guys obviously love to have Husker Nation behind you guys supporting you the entire way. Um, I think it's going to be a special year for you guys. I really do think the changes that were made are really going to benefit this team. I think we've got a bunch of dogs out there, and I think this team's ready to eat this year. Yeah, we are. We are. You'll see. Fitz, got anything else for Kobe? I, I do. So you get the interception. You run it back, like you said, first play of Ireland, because we're yep. just, you know, we're going on this. And the rules have now changed, so they're like the NFL. What are you doing? Are you just doing a full-on – couple handsprings, some flips across the back of the end zone. What's your, if you could celebrate a touchdown, what are you doing? Backflip. Yeah. Backflip. Just over and over and over just to keep like, I'm going to show you how athletic I am. Cartwheel, cartwheel with a nice backflip. Show you the vertical real quick. I have a feeling that your cartwheel actually looks like a cartwheel, not like <laughs> what, what we presume would be a cartwheel. I don't, I mean, Zach posts some workout videos and stuff. I'm guessing I'm thinking we'll probably see, he does some box. I can stuff. do a somersault if that's what you're can asking. Do a somersault. I think Zach <laughs> needs to, to pull a cartwheel at the gym tomorrow and post that. Nope. Uh, for Nobody the brand, for the brand, Zach, it's for the brand. Kobe, should he do this? Mm-hmm. And Kobe's going to retweet it. Kobe's going to tag it. I, I, I mean, you're letting the fans down, Zach. You're letting the fans down. It wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the last. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let our guest Kobe get out of here for the evening. Kobe, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, uh, thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure to have you on here tonight, man. Um, it was a blast. Thanks, for everybody, for joining us tonight. Um, have a good one. And- Members of the congregation. Let's raise our Kool-Aid filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red.